Welcome to Indie Radio News Read. I'm Prathamesh and you're listening to the news updates for October 13th, 2022. Here are the international news updates for today. Fresh attacks near Kiev as Putin meets Erdogan. Russia launched fresh attacks on Thursday morning, hitting a critical infrastructure facility near Kiev. Ukrainian officials have said shelling in the southern city of Mykolaiv has reportedly killed two people and a young boy was rescued from the rubble. A military target in the western Lviv region was also hit by missiles but there were no casualties according to the head of the region. A residential building in the Russian city of Belgorod has been hit by Ukrainian shelling the region's governor said. Meanwhile Russia's Vladimir Putin met Turkey's president Erdogan on the sidelines of a summit in Kazakhstan. We don't use oil as a weapon says Saudi Arabia hitting back at the US. Saudi Arabia has told the US that postponing the decision by the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries and its allies to cut production would have been negative for the world, the foreign ministry said in a statement. The group, known as OPEC Plus, agreed to cut supply by 2 million barrels a day on October 5th. US President Joe Biden, who is attempting to stop Russia profiting from energy sales to limit Russia's war in Ukraine, called the decision short-sighted and promised there will be consequences for Saudi-US relations without clarifying what his administration intends to do. In response, the Saudi Foreign Ministry said, claims that the kingdom was taking sides in international conflicts or had supported the cut for political reasons against the US were not based on facts and took the OPEC Plus decision out of its economic context. African countries divided over UN vote against Russia. The UN General Assembly on Wednesday condemned Russia's illegal annexations of Ukrainian territory after Moscow vetoed a similar text in the Security Council in late September. 26 African countries voted in favor of the resolution rejecting Moscow's controversial referenda in four Ukrainian regions. 19 others abstained. Mali, the Central African Republic, Ethiopia, the Republic of Congo, South Africa, Sudan, Uganda and Zimbabwe were among the African countries that abstained. Eritrea, which had previously voted to reject a UN resolution condemning the Russian invasion of Ukraine, also abstained. Three of these countries hosted Russian diplomatic chief Sergey Lavrov during his tour of the region in July. Two dead after shooting outside LGBT bar in Slovakia. Two people have died after a shooting outside an LGBT venue in Slovakia's capital Bratislava. A third person was wounded in the attack on Wednesday evening near the Teplaren bar close to the city center. The suspected gunman was found dead on Thursday morning, police said. Information on his motive has not been released. However, local media reported that he had written social media post indicating that he held views against LGBT and Jewish people. The young man was also identified in Slovak media as the son of a former candidate for a far-right political party. The third victim is believed to be an employee of the bar who is recovering in hospital. West Bank pressures grow amid Israeli closures. Tens of thousands of Palestinians are being subjected to tight restrictions on movement by the Israeli military in parts of the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem. Closures are taking place amid a fresh wave in violence across the occupied territories. In the last week, five Palestinian teenagers have been killed by the Israeli military and two Israeli soldiers have been shot dead by Palestinians. Israel's security crackdown comes as it vows to continue a search for gunmen who killed the soldiers. Meanwhile, Palestinians say the heightened military closures amount to people in some areas being effectively imprisoned. Now to the national news stories. Supreme Court to hear pleas challenging electoral bond schemes on Friday. The Supreme Court is scheduled to hear on Friday a batch of pleas challenging laws permitting funding of political parties through the electoral bond scheme. 
Electoral bonds have been pitched as an alternative to cash donations made to political parties as part of efforts to bring transparency in political funding. A bench of justices B R Gavai and B V Nagaratna is likely to take up the PILs by NGO Association for Democratic Reforms, Communist Party of India Marxist and other petitioners. The government had notified the electoral bond scheme on January 2, 2018. ED files charge sheet against journalist Rana Ayub. The Enforcement Directorate has filed a charge sheet against journalist Rana Ayub in connection with a case alleging that she illegally acquired funds in the name of charity. The Ghaziabad police had registered the case in September 2021 with respect to the money raised through fundraiser campaigns via an online crowdfunding platform Ketto. Various provisions of the Indian Penal Code, Information Technology Act and the Black Money Act were invoked. Based on the case, the ED had initiated its money laundering probe. It was also alleged that Ms Ayub, a journalist by profession, received overseas donations without registration under the Foreign Contributions Regulation Act. Supreme Court delivers split verdict on Hijab Rao case to go to a larger bench. A two-judge bench of the Supreme Court on October 13th delivered a split verdict on the appeals of students who had challenged the Karnataka High Court decision that wearing hijab is not an essential practice of Islam. While Justice Hemant Gupta dismissed the appeals, Sudanshu Dhulia set aside the High Court verdict. Justice Gupta said the prohibition on hijab in classrooms does not violate free expression and choice of Muslim girl students. However, Justice Dhulia held that the Karnataka High Court was wrong in deciding whether or not wearing hijab was an essential part of Islam. The petitions were referred to the Chief Justice of India, who would appoint an appropriate and larger bench to rehear the case. India should not rely on defence imports, says Rajnath Singh. India cannot and should not rely on imports of military hardware, and the government is committed to achieve self-reliance in defence production to remain prepared to deal with any future security challenges. Defence Minister Rajnath Singh said on Thursday. He also noted that atmanirbharta, self-reliance, does not mean isolation from the rest of the world, but ensures national security and strategic autonomy through a modern military. The defence minister was addressing a conference of defence attaches hosted in Indian missions across the globe. The conference was also attended by Chief of Defence Staff General Anil Chauhan and the three service chiefs. Nehru's insertion of Article 370 caused the Kashmir issue, says Amit Shah. Union Home Minister Amit Shah on October 13 blamed India's first Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru for the issues plaguing Kashmir and credited the Narendra Modi government for solving them by removing Article 370. Speaking at an event to flag off the BJP's Gaurav Yatra in Polbound Gujarat, Mr Shah also said the Congress used to taunt his party over the construction of the Ram Temple, but work on it was now in progress. Due to the mistake of Jawaharlal Nehru of inserting Article 370, Kashmir was in a mess. It could not be properly integrated with the country. Prime Minister Narendra Modi removed it in one stroke and completed the integration of Kashmir with the country, Mr Shah said. Incidentally, Mr Modi had also blamed Nehru for the issues plaguing Kashmir while addressing a gathering in Gujarat earlier this week. Thank you for listening to Indie Radio News Reel. For more news, audiobooks and podcasts, stay tuned to Indie Radio or log on to www.indijournal.in. Also consider subscribing to listen to our premium shows.